What's going on, guys? Welcome back to No Reserve Radio. Uh, so last week, my birthday was actually last week. As it turns out, I spent my birthday in bed with a 103-degree fever. Uh, it was real bad. Probably the sickest I've ever been. Angelo and Austin decided not to do the episode without me for whatever reason. I think they just don't have that the charisma to to do it without me. Um, huh. But we're in the clear now. I I still don't feel the best, but it's been a week. We wanted to get back on the saddle, so we are back. Um, before we get to anything, I, I we just have to talk about what just happened. So we're we're getting ready to record here, and Angelo, who full disclosure, saw Star Wars for the first time like three or four years ago, and. It is a meme in our friend group to talk about the fact that Angelo doesn't watch movies, doesn't watch TV, he doesn't know anything about them. Just attempted to movie shame Austin and I because well we had... Is it? It was well deserved. What what movie was were you shaming us that we haven't seen yet? Puss in Boots: The Last Wish. It's a great movie. Great movie. I'm, I have a question. Have you seen Shrek? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I was about to just lose it. <laughs> that, I didn't even think about that. That's a good call out. Um. So yeah, I I still feel terrible, it, horrible, really. But we're gonna do this. Um. Austin, you have the question of the week, I believe. Yes. All right. Give me. The most recent example of you being humbled. Oh, God. I already gave that in, well, not last week's, but the week's before episode. Oh, boy. Uh... Yeah. That's tough. It yep. Angel's taking the cop out. Pretty much. I can't. I can't think of one. I yikes. Yeah, he blocks it out. I, it, to be fair, <laughs> I'm probably the most arrogant person you know. He blocked oh. it out. It's okay. I block it out yep. too. I get it. Um, so, you can't learn unless it. you're humbled. Nah, learning's overrated. I learned how old, but yet young, I am at the same time. You're old. People in my work were talking about, uh, I don't know, it was just some like stupid game on the phone. And mm-hmm. they asked me if I played it, and I had no idea what it was, anything. And like everyone that, everyone else was playing, and I just felt so old. I felt like you too. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, wow. <laughs> okay, so. That's, that's harsh. Last Get humbled. Time, the last time I was humbled, I actually have an answer to. Uh, so at my work, we decided to do a Final Four bracket, or a March Madness bracket. I am the only one that is legitimately a basketball fan, and I also was eliminated from even having two teams in the Final Four on day one of the games. And I am currently sitting in last place. Purdue versus who? Uh, well, I didn't have Purdue in the final four. 
Oh, really? Um, Final Four. No, 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 no. Um, the problem is I. So, like, statistically, you should always put one or two, one seed, two seeds in your Final Four, right? Uh, I, I couldn't decide, and I ended up putting... So, like, my Final Four, I don't have it in front of me. I had Texas, oh. KU, Yikes. Yikes. Oh. Um, Zona, who I had winning it all, and they were eliminated oh. on one. Yikes. Uh, I can't remember who the other one was. But yeah, they were all up there. So yeah, I uh, I got absolutely destroyed. Yikes. I decided not to do a bracket, and Alexis even did a work bracket, and she's like, "I'm not going to use you. That wouldn't be fair." And I was like, "Ha, ha, ha! Yeah, totally." All <laughs> of college basketball. <laughs> I don't. I, mean, I don't follow college football. <laughs> Yeah, same here. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm gonna need you both to at least like have a little bit of knowledge in the off season so we can talk draft. Like, oh yeah, no, no, no. Go watch some highlight videos or something. But yeah, oh, yeah we'll do that. Um, so this is just gonna be kind of a free form fun episode. Get us back in the swing of things before we get back on the topic next week. Um, playoffs. Playoffs. We'll we'll talk playoffs. Um. So one thing I wanted to ask you guys, uh, this is something that I thought about this morning, and I was going to just ask in the group chat, but sure. I, I decided to save it for tonight. Um, What's up? So this can be at any point in time, but I mostly want to think about, or I want to talk about the modern era, but what are some of your guys' favorite NBA signatures? So... Like Steph Curry's... Like for Steph Curry, it it would be right now. It's his like shooting. Like he looks like a two K player. Like he shoots and then he turns around and walks away. Oh, or, you mean the big leg stomps? Yeah, or the yeah. like LeBron. LeBron James Tomahawks. Yeah. Like the James Harden step back. Like what are some of your favorite, either all time or current? Signature moves, signature scoring moves, signature celebrations. Um, because I was watching a video, and it was like, it, it rated all of these. Uh, mm -hmm. And I, I was questioning some of them, because, like, even if you think certain things are better than other things, or take more skill, I think there has to be when it comes to signature moves, that transcending kind of thing, right? So I guess it's true. So, like, your top five should be, like, the Dirk fadeaway. Uh, yeah. it, it should include that. It should include... That was mine. <laughs> yeah, I knew that was going to be yours. But it should include, like, that. It should include the LeBron Thomas. The finger right? bag. Um, but the number one has to be the Michael Jordan free throw dunk. It has oh, to be. Oh, yeah. Because that it has, has transcended the game. It was, like, not even in the top five on this list, and it kind of annoyed me because you could tell this person was a... I hate to say LeBron stan, because he actually put LeBron's fadeaway above that. Interesting. Yeah. So... Yeah, let's just talk about signature moves and oh. which ones like, which ones we don't. 
he, I don't know what this guy's list is, but I will say this. When I think of signature moves, if I'm going to list them, I want something that's going to be more demoralizing than mm-hmm. the rest. So, like, Allen Iverson's crossover, if it breaks you, that has to be up there. Yeah. Steph Curry's... Yeah, okay. Steph Curry's ability to whatever you want to do, the signature stomp, the three, the, the fadeaway three, whatever you want to do for Steph Curry has to be up there because that is so demoralizing. So, but at the same time, yes, you have to put either LeBron's, not his fadeaway, like a LeBron tomahawk dunk or MJ's free throw dunk up there because those are also equally demoralizing. So, mine, or at least the first one, I'm going to like say would actually be Rondo's yo-yo fake pass and it's kind of for that same reason because no matter how many times the man has done it in his career it still gets people yeah I agree um outside of that like if I'm going all time I think Manu's euro step that's that's one that shouldn't necessarily be a signature, but he really did bring it to the Western game. Yeah. So I, I think it's fair to say it is a signature move. Um, so here's know. a question. Do you put anyone's... Is anyone's post-game in there? Is like... Oh, 100%. Dream Duncan Skyhook. bank shot. Dream Sky... Yeah. We'll go on. Tim Duncan bank shots. Tim Duncan, yeah, how's that, that uh, low how, block? How, how's a good one? Is Powell on there? Paul Gasol? Because I'm pretty hurt. No, yeah, Powell had the elbow, the elbow jump. Well, that's not really a signature. You could argue LeBron. Oh, sorry, I was going off on a tangent. You're good. <laughs> um, LeBron's chase down block. Oh, the dream shake. The dream shake. That yeah, dream that's what, exactly what I was thinking. You know oh, what's funny good. is it, the best person to execute the dream shake actually is Kyrie Irving. There's been a few times where he's done something that you would consider the dream shake. Um, Not necessarily like in the low block, but just a little outside of it. And it's it, it mind numbing to watch how good he is at it. Um, yeah, that's true. Little guy can do what? So I think every player has to have a signature. It's just it's hard to identify some of them. Like what would you say Kevin Durant's signature is or Luka Doncic's? Doncic's. Doncic's. I feel like Katie's is the pull up midi. Yeah. I wouldn't disagree with that. Luca's is kind of weird because Luca will like start you slow, get you moving, and then like body you. Like mm-hmm. he'll he'll get to his spot, especially if you're smaller. He'll get to his spot by just physicality. He doesn't have, you know, as much. I don't. I don't mean to say he's slow, but he doesn't have, you know, the speed burst. to get to his spot. Yeah, yeah. His burst is good. I'm just saying, like general speed. What do you think about the fact that he could be the highest? What about step back? What about Lucas step back? Oh yeah, that that probably works. I don't know. He's just one of those players that's just so good at everything that yeah, he, he, he never thing. like yeah. 
Lucas uh, signature, lack of defense. Oof. Oh, shots fired. Uh, <laughs> we got to talk about the Mavericks at some point, too, by the way. I know. That, yes, it's that, inevitable. I was going to... I was going to bring that up next because the next thing I've got pulled up is the NBA standings. And, uh, yeah. So I'm going to spoil something. So Austin's idea, if we were going to do a show, was hot takes. And my, I, I'll give you what my spiciest one would have been. And, and it's actually starting to come to fruition because I felt this in my soul. My hot take was, if the Lakers made it to the play-in tournament and won the play-in tournament and played the Nuggets in the first round, they would beat the Nuggets. No. <laughs> feel it in my soul, man. If it, ha- if it happens, I feel it in my soul. I'm telling you. The no. Lakers is one thing I've written off, but I realize I probably shouldn't have now. I'm not writing off the Lakers. In my soul. So Except ever, you just said no. I'm gonna go on. Sorry. I'm I'm not writing off the Lakers because they still could make it cleanly into the. I just it's gonna happen. Nuggets it are did, too good. The Nuggets are too good. I feel it in my soul, man. I'm telling you. Like when they had Ross, absolutely write him off. Like oh yeah, but the moment they traded the tank commander. They looked a lot better the moment they they lost LeBron and they they made a run and now they're I believe if not mistaken they're sitting at the eight seed in threat of yes. taking the seven seed. Yeah, because yes, they're Russell one game Westbrook, behind. Russell Westbrook is that guy for tanking. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about the standings a little bit here, anyway. Yeah, secured. Let's go. I was actually. Oh, sorry. Go on. I was actually reading something that said this is the first time the Cavs have made the playoffs since without LeBron since like 1990. Go on. Sorry. So we had a few teams secure their playoff uh, spot, which which makes sense. Uh, yeah. So the Bucks already secured Obviously. their division. Yep. Uh, the Celtics, 76ers, and Cavs are currently clinched for the playoffs. Yep. That is the East. The West is still up for grabs a little bit, so the Nuggets and Grizzlies each clinched their division. But End of who, the else hour. The, who else in the West clinched a playoff spot already? Anyone? I know it. It was the Kings. It was, it was the, the Kings. Kings. The drought is over. Look, you have to. He shouldn't win it by any stretch of the imagination, but DeMontis Sabonis has to get at least one or two MVP votes. Oh, I thought you were going to say coach of the year, and I was about to say coach of the year probably should be a given for the Kings coach. Anyway, 100%, but in terms of just... Sabonis has played out of his mind and just... Oh, yeah. So, the maps. Let's see if he gets MIP. Who gets MIP? Oh. What if Sabonis gets MIP? Oh, what if Sabonis gets MIP? He mm. shouldn't. He absolutely shouldn't. He's... No one who was an all-star last year and this year should uh should win MIP. John mm. Morant broke the award. I'm about to say, John. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't mean we should continue it. 
<laughs> MIP should go to someone that's actually deserving of saying they're most improved. A superstar player playing like a superstar player is not an improvement. <laughs> I don't care if it's someone going from 25 points per game to 30 points per game. I don't care. That's not... No. No, no. Um, yeah, you just threw off my whole train of thought with that. Yeah. We did good, Austin. We did good. Yes. See, this is why we couldn't do a show without you. This is really it. to make fun of. This is uh, really it. Yeah. So the maps. Yes. Luca could be the highest scoring player to miss the playoffs. That is. Don't remind me. Who foresaw the collapse after the Kyrie trade, though? I, I was kind of skeptical. Hi. If me. you remember, I brought up, I said, <laughs> should we be worried? And I, and I said, yeah. <laughs> they they <gasps> mortgage their future on a man that is kind of crazy. Yeah. Hmm. I, I rewriting the tape. I I one hundred percent was questioning that trade when it happened. Um, granted, Luca hasn't done himself any favors. They do have an easy schedule coming up. I think they actually. Let me. I think they actually have one of the easiest schedules remaining. They have Heat, Hawks, Kings, Bulls, Spurs. Wow. That is a lot of soft teams. And then the Kings. That's another soft team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just yeah. kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah, so they... uh, Their toughest opponent is the Kings. Yep. Followed by the Heat. And they have the Pelicans and Thunder ahead of them. Yeah, so... The, oh my god. The Thunder. They have to face the Pacers, the Suns, the Warriors, the Jazz, which is Ant, and then the Grizzlies. I mean, the worst the, is... The Grizzlies. New Orleans has a tough schedule. Toronto has the Bucks, the Celtics twice, the 76ers, and the Hornets twice. <laughs> Wait, who had them? It's Toronto? Yeah, Toronto. Like, Charlotte's whatever, but... I don't yeah, know sure. Where, like, play the Hornets twice. Um, oh! Oh, 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 oh. What? The Wizards what? have a weak team. Yes, the Wizards are very weak, but do you mean they have a weak schedule? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's the word. Um, what? Hold on. Rewind. What? What? Two weeks ago, Angelo, what were we talking about that we wanted Austin's input on? Oh, God. I've... My brain has melted. What were we talking about two weeks ago? What was the topic? Uh, it was very heated. It was very heated. heated. I honestly don't remember. There's so much that has gone on in the last week. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a, it's oh, been a ordeal. Yeah. I'm like racking my brain right now, though. Uh, 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 uh. Oh man, 
Hold on, let me pull up my history. This is gonna bother me because I want, I do want Austin's input on whatever it was. Okay. Wasn't it about load management? It was load management, but what was it? <laughs> but what was it? <laughs> Listen, man, you got that out of me, man. That's that's better than a lot of people got out of me the last week. <laughs> I did the heavy lifting here, Ren. Um. Yes. Something about other sports oh, not resting their players okay. as much oh. as... So, what do you think about... It, it's because they're proposing putting minimum games required towards awards. Yes, right? I heard about yeah. that. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, you're on the right track. Okay, 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 we're on the right track here. So, what we were talking about was how many games should that be? And then we were talking about like career longevity and does it does load management actually do anything towards longevity angelo wholeheartedly believes it does even though dirk nowitzki didn't take no load management tom brady didn't take no load management but hey if not playing a game extends Kawhi's career by a game in the future go for it because you know he's super healthy as it is so Okay. So what is your opinion on load management? And do you think players should be expected to play 80% of their team's games, 90% of their team's games, whatever? You were, you were arguing for more, to, more about 90. So glad What you. were you arguing for, Angelo? That, okay, so every, I have a number that came straight into my head, so I want to know what did you're Did you really? Like. Okay. Every player is different and every player's body is different. So that like I don't think it's a rudimentary number. I think you need to take it on a case by case basis. Generally. But my too argu- hard. My argument is that you are joining the NBA or professional sports, right? You're understanding these risks. Right, you don't become a firefighter and then decide, you know, I don't want to fight fires today. Oh, <laughs> that that's too hot. I don't want to do that. I'm I'm warm today. Like you're understanding what you're doing when you get into it, okay? When you become an entertainer of any kind, people are paying good money to come see you. Can you imagine if you went to see the Avengers in theater and Chris Evans, Captain America decided, you know what? I'm going to take a mental health day. I don't want to show up for work. So you then, don't think Chris Evans took a mental health day during any recording days? But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is if that was prevalent in theater, because again, you're going to pay to watch this. And so if in that big final battle, Captain America's not there fighting Thanos because, you know, he's just not feeling like it today. You're let down as a fan because you're paying money to see that, right? If you're an NBA player, you have fans showing up to games with your name on their back, your number on their back, and if you are healthy and you are saying, I'm not playing in this game because my little toe is a little tight today, you are doing a disservice to your fans. You're doing a disservice to the people that are paying good money to come watch you because that is what they're there for. 
So I was actually thinking about this and why I, you know, kind of have this opinion. And I thought about all the sporting events I have seen historically and go to now. And I realized that the vast majority of the time when I have paid money to see an event, I did it multiple times for the sport that you go to the play, the arena, the ballpark, whatever you want to call it, where the players on the field, that's is the attraction. Don't get me wrong, but it isn't the only attraction. So spoiler alert, the sport I've paid the most money to see in my life is baseball. And it's a different, to me, the allure to a up to a baseball game isn't just the players on the field. It's also the different foods at each stadium, how it, each stadium is different, the different sites you can see at each stadium. So I guess maybe that's also part of why I feel that way, because at the same time, like the thing that incentivizes me to pay money to go to see a sporting event is the players isn't the only thing. And that's kind of right. where your argument is. The players should be the only thing that you're, you know. No, spe- no. There, there, there's the whole spectacle of sports. There is more to the game than just the players. What I'm arguing is that there is an expectation, right? So if I'm going, if, if the Pacers and the Mavs come up on the schedule and I'm like, you know what, I want to go see Luca. I want to go watch this game because I can go any other Tuesday and watch the Pacers versus the Heat, right? But this game, I've circled this game on my calendar because I want to go watch Luca because I don't get to watch Luca more than once a year because he's only in Indiana once a year. And I go to that game as a basketball fan. And then Luca and Kyrie rest and the Mavs B squad gets dominated by the Pacers, which shouldn't happen. It's done a yeah, disservice. The Pacers suck. It's done a disservice both as a fan and as what I paid for. That's the point I'm making. Is it? It's not because I thankfully have a disposable income. Like I have the ability to say I'm going to go to this game. Not a lot of people have that. I am very fortunate. I got very lucky in life. I am aware of that. Those people that live literally paycheck to paycheck who are, you know, this is a birthday gift they gave, they got, or this was a Christmas gift, or this was a little special something that they threw together after saving up money for it. And you're going to sit because you don't feel like playing, not because you're actually hurt, but because you don't feel like it. That is a problem. No matter how you spin it, it is a problem. I don't see it as a problem. Like I, don't, I, I guess I just don't see the perspective because I, I'm not that kind of person who, you know, if I paid to see a Cavs game and LeBron wasn't there, you know, I wouldn't be, I, I wouldn't care. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be sad about it. I really I, wouldn't. I do, okay, let's. <laughs> you, we already, we already did this. We already Austin. <laughs> yes. What is, what is your opinion on the? on the matter because Angelo and I did this for like 30 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) I actually, Um, funny story. I do have something that it's not involving basketball, but it kind of involves what you're saying. Go on though. Austin, Austin first, Austin first. 
Austin first. Yay, my turn finally. Yeah. Um, I don't like the idea of load management personally. I think it's a crap excuse. If they're coming back from an injury, totally makes sense. But if you're just saying, like Ren said, my pinky toe hurts, it's a BS excuse. And I think if the league itself wants to commit to load management, then you need to decide beforehand and give, like, ample, I guess, um, what's the word I'm trying to say that I can't think of? Warning. Warning, thank you. Ample warning, ample notice that this player is going to be load managing so that people can make those adjustments to their schedule. Well, here's here's my counter. I'll, I'll give you a counter perspective. Um, if you are a fan, whether casual or not, and you go to see a particular player, let's say you're a Kawhi fan, okay? Do you Ill, believe... Okay. Huh? I said ill, but okay. Do you believe that the casual fan of Kawhi or the Clippers that are a Clippers fan because of Kawhi understand that load management is a huge part of his regimen and that he's probably not playing in back-to-back games and that in and of itself is not a notice. But it shouldn't be part of his regimen is the point. Yeah. Like that's just not a valid thing. That's At least in my thing. opinion, obviously. If you so let's at what percentage of games do you think are back to backs? Like uh oh, spitball um, roughly. Let's say forty percent. Forty? I think it's probably way lower than that, but we'll say forty. So. so so let's 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 go with that because that I'm is just gonna counting make both games, but <laughs> that, that's go on, gonna sorry. it's gonna make this a way more Evident. So, so let's say you are paid salary, Angelo. Yep. Okay. You show up to work 50% of the time. Yep. Do you think you should be getting your full salary? Yes. Mm. I'm salaried. You, whether I had this with a manager, whether she worked literally, let's see, there's 365 days a year. She probably worked 120 of them. She got her full salary. When you signed that contract, you agree to pay that person that money for that year. There is an expectation. There are only 15. Sorry, there's only each team has a minimum of 12 and a maximum of 15 back to back season. So, what percentage of 82 is that? Like, I don't know. 12. 20? Calculator. Uh, no, it's a lot less than that. <clears throat> yeah, that's yeah. tiny. But 12 divided by 82. 14%, 15%. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, yeah, so 12, 12%, 12%. Oh, okay, anyway. We'll yeah. say 15%. So I, I just... This isn't a regular job, right? This is an entertainment job. If you go to a concert... And the lead singer decides, I'm not going to perform tonight. I just don't feel like it. You're paying to go see that performer. It doesn't matter if the rest of the band shows up. Because that person isn't there. And they don't have an excuse to not be there. 
It's immaturity. Because again, Michael Jordan didn't load manage. Larry Bird didn't load manage. Tom Brady didn't load manage. Um, Wayne Gretzky didn't load manage. Like the actual great players don't need to load manage. The actual and if they were born before nineteen, you know, eighty nine, apparently. Steph Curry doesn't load manage, and I'm built on like they used to. And that that's kind of the point is there there's these coddled <laughs> athletes right now. And it's only really as far as I'm aware in basketball because in hockey like those guys are playing like entire playoff series with broken wrists because you know yeah, they take a puck to the mouth and get back out there in the next play. Yeah, like that's just That's different sports. That that's but <laughs> That's that's another thing. Basketball is in a, an interesting situation where you uh, where it's, it's the hard. least physical of the major professional sports in North America. Well, no, but or baseball, but it's the second least physical sport in major North American sports, and the players, some of them, because not all of them, because Steph Curry doesn't load manage. Okay, yeah. so if not all of them, why is it a problem then? Why is it a problem then? If only, if, uh, uh, why is it a problem if certain players don't load manage, but certain players do because they feel like they need to? Why, why, is that, why is that a problem if not everyone does it? Why do you need rules preventing it if only a certain amount of players do it? Because enough are doing it that it's creating an issue. Because enough players are doing it that it is someone, like, we can say Kawhi load managed, and you, or I could say someone load managed, and you can think Kawhi. It is a reoccurring problem. There is no, so give me a legitimate reason why, or an example where load management was beneficial towards the elongation of a player's career. That's kind of a loaded question because load management hasn't really been a thing till recently, so you're not going to have. But John Stockton missed, like, five games. He never load managed. Load management wasn't a thing. These players right. that you're talking right. about, load management wasn't but, an idea yet. But that's the point I'm trying to make to you is but just they, because... why? So why wasn't load management a thing? Because just... it's not needed. Just because the older players didn't do it doesn't mean the idea is inherently a bad or poor idea. But it does. We have plenty of evidence just in players' careers. Vince Carter didn't load manage. He's a modern player by certain definitions of the word. Uh, I was going to say (laughs) modern-ish. He just retired a couple years ago. Shut up. Leave me alone. Um, I heard it like 43 or 45. Right, and he didn't load manage. He came up in an era where it didn't... He literally was a bench rider to end his career. Why would you have to load manage if you're a bench player? You you do not have problems. If a bench player decided to load manage, you would not have a single problem. The only reason you have a problem is because it's because of a player the caliber of Kawhi doing it. But, yes. But, was Vince Carter always a bench player? 
or, or are we going to acknowledge the fact that he was all NBA? Was going to ignore nope. that. I'm not saying Vince was a bad. I'm just saying when Vince was coming up, load management wasn't an idea or a thing. Okay. okay. That was what, what what you're not grasping here is what you're saying. Vince, okay, let's let's go through a logical progression here, okay? Oh boy, here we go. Okay. So, Vince Carter retired at what, 42 years old? Some, okay. It was some ridiculous so, ancient player. So, yeah. so so Vince Carter came up during a time where load management wasn't a thing, right? Yes. Okay. Okay, so you're following along so far, right? Yes. Okay. Now, it's not like 2012 happened and then suddenly players needed load management to not get hurt. It doesn't matter if they weren't load managing when Vince Carter was playing if Vince Carter didn't need load management to play a long career. Do you not understand why that doesn't make any sense whatsoever? You can keep saying, oh, those players played in a time when load management wasn't a thing. That doesn't disprove the fact that they were playing 82 games multiple seasons. They weren't missing games with injury. So your Maybe argument it's... that load management prevents injuries, prolongs careers, doesn't make sense. No matter how many times you say, well, they didn't do load management back then. That doesn't matter. They weren't getting injured. How... They were having long careers. Okay, how many what-ifs do you have in older times? Like, God, I'm trying to remember someone. Someone like thinking of the speed of the game. The game's a lot faster now. The game's also a lot less speed. That's fair. I got nothing to retort that. That's fair. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying... I tried. he's He's only... No, he's only using players... You act like there was never a what-if scenario where injuries didn't derail a player's career. Who? God, I'm trying to remember this off the top of my head. I wish I would have researched it. That yeah. we're gonna... I thought I thought it was just going to be Austin's input, but there was a player who basically had to play the rest of his career because modern medicine wasn't at the point where it couldn't properly diagnose and heal his injury and he had to play a whole career with that and it really shortened his career and made him pl- perform much worse like that just because you have really 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 great players who avoided major injuries and avoided you know not having to load manage because it wasn't a thing and avoiding I, I don't know how I'm trying to say this but just because Load management wasn't a thing back then. Doesn't mean A, players didn't get hurt back then. B, there wasn't situations where players didn't have extremely short careers or lowered peaks because of injuries plaguing them throughout their career that they just didn't do because you're a tough guy. You need to go fight through it. That doesn't mean that it it didn't need to be a thing back then either. Hold on, I might be able to actually... Find these numbers. Give me one second. This guy. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was just going to be like an Austin's opinion and then like talk about the awards. Yeah, talk, talk Austin. Talk mm. about load management. So see. while Ren does his research, research to try to put Angelo into the ground. Research um, and development. Yeah. God. For the awards limit, I think it should be 
you should have to play X amount of games to qualify for an award. What's the game? So wow. what, I was thinking like 50%. Mine was a lot less That's than I'm bad. sure what yours were. That's not bad. I this think it's going to take me I mean, a longer amount of time to Things happen, but in my opinion, if you're... I think keep it low just in case there's like a super outlier player, but like if you're only playing half the games, you're not going to be at that award caliber level. So I think it just yeah. opens the door in case there is someone that, you know, goes absolutely insane and it gets derailed. So this reason. is going to take me a lot more time than we have tonight because I, I, I'm not doing this all in one night, but I am going to yeah. do it. Uh, I'm going to get the average number of games played in various random seasons through the decades. Um, just to prove a point. Don't worry, folks. Ren will post the Excel spreadsheet on uh, <laughs> in a little bit. We'll put a full rundown on how to read it on YouTube. Don't worry. So, basically, the point I'm making is... <laughs> Yes, we've had big men with injury problems. And off the top of my head, like Kevin McHale, um, Greg Oden. Um, yes, there there have been very large human beings that have had short careers derailed by injuries. Absolutely, that is... It comes with the territory of being above seven feet tall, unfortunately. Um... It was also during a very physical time when the post-game was very prevalent, and there was a lot of up and down on the block being done. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily think that would be great as a argument in favor or against uh, load management, because, like, Rick Smith's, for example, is 7'4", 7'3", something like that. Um, his injury-plagued problems were predominantly because of how big he was and it wasn't the reason you would think it's the fact that prior to a certain point in history shoes were not being made for players that tall and he was chronically playing with shoes that were too small for his feet it caused a lot of nerve damage whether or not he took load management that wouldn't change anything um but again if you can find me an example of a star player prior to the Kawhi debacle because that's all it is it's Kawhi thinking he knows better than medical professionals um I'll concede my point but you won't <laughs> these players are given the best medical care money can buy the problem is, as we saw with San Antonio and then with Toronto, he thinks he knows better. He is like Kyrie in the fact that he thinks he's the smartest person in any room he walks into. Guilty of that myself. Not going to say I'm not. But when it comes to things like medicine, I'm going to trust people that have dedicated their lives to it. Um... Because, yeah, there, there's no excuse to missing time for no reason. None. So, that was... That's what I'm going to say. Another week of that. That was supposed to just be getting <laughs> Austin's opinion on that. Um, 
What do you guys want to talk about now? <laughs> oh, I know. We... We're kind of just biding time until the playoffs. That's when. Yeah, it's been a. It, it's a slow week fun. because like the teams that are in chat. the teams that are in tank mode are like obviously in tank mode, and everyone else is just kind of. I mean, the Pacers kind of have an off chant. Technically, the. Uh no, as far I think Miles Turner is down for the remaining week. And okay. Halliburton is still coming back from an injury. So like yeah, Benedict Catherine and Andrew Nemhard have been playing amazing. Like I okay, I'm gonna go on that subject real quick. I have not been a fan of the Pacers ownership or managing since well, really, ever. I, I'm not a fan of Herb Simon at all. Uh, he did, refuses okay. to spend money. But Kevin Pritchard really deserves a look for Executive of the Year just for the fact that he basically got blood out of a stone. Um, Andrew Nemhard, obviously an amazing pickup. He's probably going to make the all-rookie second team. Aaron Neesmith, great pickup. And then Jordan Nawara was the part of the throw-in trade with the Bucks. When the Pacers were taking on the salary, mm-hmm. dude has averaged above twenty points since he's been with the Pacers. He had twenty-five points in a single quarter the other night. Like, I've just Pritchard has not been a great drafting GM, but the man has leased GMs on the trade market. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean he's done great, honestly. But so far, granted, you know, record isn't all the results, but so far it hasn't given you, like, results of a winning record yet. It's a young team, though, so. Yeah, Yeah. it's a young team, yeah. But Uh, is that concerning to you in the sense that, you know, if the trend of not being able to draft, you know... Well, granted, I mean, you you got Matherin, but... But would the yeah. trend of not being able to draft, you know, caliber players concern you with the core that you have now, even if the core no. develops? No? Right now, no. Unless, like, we won the lottery and moved up to, like, the third or second spot. Because mm-hmm. I don't trust management of this franchise to make the right choice there. I think that like five to eight is perfect for him because all of the like debatable picks are typically gone because Uh all those players that this or that you're playing that typically falls off after the first five. So fair. I could see like, like, don't get me wrong. Shade and sharp. Great. Whatever. But definitely a questionable pick. And I, if the Pacers were in the top four, they probably would have taken him. Um, but with the current core, I think at this point you're just looking to add pieces and just waiting for them to develop because, like, Tyrese Halliburton's only 23 years old. That's yeah. the future of the franchise. Like, so, yeah, no, I'm not super worried about that. Um, who 
Ooh, SGA jumps to number six in NBA MVP voting. Yeah. Yeah, if the NBA wanted to continue make most improved uh, a sham award, then they can give that to SGA too, by the way. I mean, so here's the thing. I don't, I don't think that would be a sham award. So my <laughs> definition of MVP, and maybe this comes from <laughs> hockey, is it's the most valuable player to a team, right? Uh-huh. So if your team oh. makes it into the playoffs and you are the sole reason they did it because you were playing immaculate two-way basketball, you are the most valuable player, hands down. If you are on a team, like, one of the things that frustrates me, okay, is there was, I think it was two years ago, when, like, LeBron and Anthony Davis were getting MVP votes. That makes no sense. How can you be on a team and be the MVP when your teammate is also on the MVP ballot? So I don't think you heard what I was saying. I was saying giving SGA the most improved, not the MVP. Oh. Yeah. 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 Okay. I I was talking about MVP. No. Okay. No, he he rightfully deserves MVP votes, no doubt. But, no, I was talking about... Well, let's look at the most improved. I mean, it, if you want to continue giving it to superstars, SGA is is a lock for that. Yeah, I I really really hope they don't. <laughs> so, like, obviously, I like if if Tyrese Halliburton were to win it, I would be like happy, but like mm-hmm. I would be like, eh. Like Laurie Markkinen, I'm fine if Laurie Markkinen wins it. I think that is a great pick. Yeah, Lord, no, Lord Markin should definitely. Yeah, he he should be yeah, the he, he should be the favorite hands down. 100%. In fact, if he doesn't win it, it's rigged. It's rigged. Rigged. It's <laughs> got to be him. The only other person would be maybe Jalen Brunson. Oh, I got Brunson. something to talk about. Oh, okay. go for it. Let's yeah. Go for it. So, I may I need to double check something, but you probably will know. Oh, baby. Do you think Jokic is still a lock for MVP after how he's yeah. been playing? No. This is yes. exactly what I said was going to happen. It's going to happen. No. <laughs> You're about to lose it. You're going to lose it. It's happening. It's happening. It's not. The, pro- the profit is, has come for Nikola Jokic. And it, it's I remember reality. correctly, he's been doing very bad lately. Uh-huh. Did very you see? Bad. I don't. Yeah, well, just, time out. Time out. No, 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 no. Time, no. time out. No, Objectively no, 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 no. very bad, Ren. Objectively. What? Objectively, twenty-five points on eight and eleven shooting last night with twenty with seventeen rebounds and twelve assists is objectively bad. Hold on, no kicks last ten. So, like, like, no, like I am no, we're no, shut up, Angelo. We are fighting this battle right now. Was it okay? <laughs> did it? I, I'm trying. I'm getting my, I'm getting my my thoughts mixed up. Was it Embiid who said something about? You know, I just go out there and play. I don't have to stat pad for awards. And he was referring to mm-hmm. Jokic stat padding for the triple doubles. Jokic doesn't stat pad at all. 
I thought you were saying that. No. Well, didn't Bede say something like that? I could have swore it, he did, but yeah, maybe yeah. I... His, his did. Twitter handler, handle is Troel Embiid. <laughs> Fair. So, Austin, do you want oh, to God, comment he's, he's on... He's like that in a post-game, not on Twitter. Do you, do you want to comment on his last 10? <laughs> is it objectively bad? Objectively <laughs> bad? <laughs> yeah, you turn off not Jokic level. Your turn on the, your 35 points, 20 rebounds, and 11 assists is not... Are you serious right now? Dead serious. <laughs> the prophecy oh is going to come for you, Nikola Yoke. It's yep. okay. I'm disappointed in both of you right now. The prophecy uh, must be fulfilled. Prophecy. No, it's... Yes. No. Well, right yes. now, Joel's leading based on NBA.com's... Uh, MVP track. I just, it's so stupid. He shouldn't win it. It's going to come. <laughs> that, hold on. No, I'll it's going to come. Was there like a bet or something that we had on this that Ren gets to take an L? <laughs> when Jokic doesn't win MVP? Yeah. I don't know what we had, honestly. I know it was something hilarious. It's, no, this is stupid. It's going to be hilarious. Oh, wait, I got to see something. I got to see how many games Jokic has played. Okay. See if Ren has a way out of this. Objectively bad? You, you can, you're going to get brownie oh, points no. if you use the word objectively bad. Yeah, you got to say ob- it's objectively. <laughs> that was like... <laughs> no, he, it's it's Jokic. He's he's not missing a bunch of games. He's, he's, yeah, he's no, played sixty-seven and Bede's played sixty-two. Huh. So not that big of a difference, you know. Big Nikola Jokic plays eighty games. He's like, not averaging a triple double. Uh oh, he is. At, we you seriously. <laughs> Nine point nine is not ten. Everyone would call that a triple double. You're in my class. I wouldn't round it up. Would that be a triple double? A Russ triple double? Yes, no. it's nine point nine. Uh-huh. <laughs> that is That's an a little anger in his voice. I know. You put a little bass behind that. Yeah, I am just. <laughs> I'm still stuck on objectively bad. <laughs> objectively <laughs> bad, Red. Come on. Oh. That, that, that's what got me. Like, this is why we don't do things without Ren. <laughs> exactly. the The episode just wouldn't have been as great. Um. All dumb. <laughs> all dumb. All dumb. Uh, what's going on tonight? I did not I realize that Embiid and Jokic were in the same draft class. Yeah, I mean, you don't realize that because Embiid missed like five years. Yeah. Wow. Shots fired at Embiid. You know, if he had just taken some load management, he wouldn't have missed all those games. He did load manage. Oh, he really he missed did. the games. His first actual season was 2016. Yeah. Do you not remember the revolving doors of the process? Jaleel Okafor... Um, Nerlens Noel. I still no, believe I they should, they should have just... kept Sam Hinkie in that building. But they yeah, it's kind of sad that Hinkie didn't get to see the process to the end. 
No one believed him it was going to happen. I didn't I'm believe it. I'm tell I did. I I did the whole way. I'm telling you, if they would have kept Hinky in that building, what happened with the 76ers would not have happened with the 76ers. Now I don't know if that would would be for better or for worse, but I'm telling you, like they wouldn't have just blown their whole load after, you know, getting Simmons and Embiid. They would have continued to build. But I don't know if that would have been good or bad. Regardless, Sam Hinky for president. Sam Hickey died for all our sins. He have a is he like in an office anywhere now? I have no idea actually. Probably not because he died for all our sins. No, he's not. He doesn't exactly. have a job. They they flat I really out thought you were gonna say because he died. I was like, I did not realize that. Would he died for all our to... sins. Yeah. Alright. Um that's all the time we got tonight, guys. <laughs> we're 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 straight from the bottom of the barrel here. Wow. We're we're scraping the bottom of the barrel here. I'm wow. tired now. Um, He's tired now. I'm disappointed. I've got Whittle a great idea for an episode. I think we'll do next week. Okay. Um, it, it it you can Angelo is to thank for my idea for this because you're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. About it before Hold next on. Thursday. I need to, I need I need to take my my uh, speech. I would like to thank the Academy, not Ren. And for this prestigious award. And also, the idea comes from uh, Austin's use of the term objectively bad. So, I think next week we're going to, we're going to get to see how qualified we all actually are to, to uh, do what we're doing. See if we actually know our basketball history. Or Spoiler not. alert, not a lot for me. Don't yeah, expect too much from me. It's going to be hilarious. Oh, it's so, we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. See you. See you. Bye. See ya. Uh.